Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We like to play games on the Colleen and Bradley show, and as we kick off the third hour of Friday's program with a belly full of Kurtaburger, uh, we are going to play a game hosted by Holly. It's called... The Master Debaters! Yes, thank you for joining us oh today. God, it's like Sunday morning. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, we face the nation. That's right. Meet the press. No. Or meet the press. Yes. yes. <laughs> but this is Friday's edition of the Master Debaters. That's where we take two my talk hosts, give them controversial topics, and they must debate the merit pro or con. About this very controversial topic. We did this already uh, once this week. Brownies, nuts versus no nuts. Grant Uh was nuts. Mm -hmm. And sadly, lost lost with his nuts. That is all right. Well, today (laughs) we have another scintillating topic for Bradley and Grant to debate this afternoon. They don't know what this topic is, and I will assign them either yay or nay positioning. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous. I kind of knew going into the last one what the topic was yes. going to be. This time, I have no clue, so yeah. I'm a little on edge. Oh, All gosh. right. Today's topic in our Master Debater session is holiday decorations before Halloween. Oh. Yay or nay? Okay, interesting. Mm. Now, I mm. am going to randomly assign Bradley and Grant their positioning on this topic. They will be given one minute each to debate their side of this controversial topic. Okay. Bradley, I will assign you a yay or nay. Halloween top, or Halloween, or excuse me, Christmas decorations before Halloween. Bradley, you have to argue yes. You oh, are Oh, God! Oh, oh. Holiday decorations before Halloween. Bradley, you must argue for them. Grant, you have to argue against them. All right. Okay, and I'm going to give you one minute here. You know what? I'm gonna. We're just gonna play little meet the press music to give it a little, sure. a little zhuzh, and yeah. I will give you a five second warning okay. before you must right. complete. So I have to argue argument. that Christmas decorations, holiday decorations before uh, Halloween is okay. Yes. All right. Yes, you do. Okay. And here we go. Bradley. I think it's appropriate to have holiday Christmas decorations whenever you want. Why? Because if they're so good for Christmas, they're so good for every other time of the year. And also, it's like the best holidays because it's um, all because it's the holidays. And um, the world we live in is a very complicated and dark, scary place most of the time. So to throw some lights and tinsel on it to just make it feel a little bit better, even if it's not according to your weird consumerist rules where you can only appreciate the holidays at one specific time of year. I mean, you should have Christmas in your spirit every day. Truly. It is magical. And it's the reason for the season. And I want you to enjoy the lights and fruitcake. If if it's good on the 25th of December, it's good on the 1st of September. That's what I say. Five seconds. A lot over and over again until my time runs out. I say decorations whenever. 
All right, there's Bradley. Oh, that was hard. We are playing a game, the Master Debaters. Who will be the Master Debater this afternoon? Is it Bradley or is it Grant debating the merits of holiday decorations before Halloween, are you for or against? Now, you heard Bradley argue for holiday decorations before Halloween, Grant. You have to argue against. Give you one minute on the clock, starting now. First of all, I say nay, nay, Christmas, Christmas <laughs> nay, nay. in October. No way in heck is that happening in my household or any household, let it be that, because it's Halloween and that is the best holiday of the year. You want to celebrate the darkness that is this world right now. Not really, but you know what? I'm going with that. And secondly, I want to go into Target, and I want to buy Halloween candy at discount. I want to go buy Halloween decorations right now. I went into Target this morning. There were Christmas decorations everywhere. I'm not in that mood right now. Nobody's in that mood right now. It's going to be 75 degrees this weekend, you guys. Who wants to hang up Christmas decorations when it's 75 degrees? I want to carve pumpkins. I want to put up a little ghost, and I want to hear the... From the 90s hanging all over my house. I don't want to hear jingle all the way through Halloween. God darn it. That's all I've got to say. But I've got a few more seconds here, so I'm going to stick with this. Five seconds. No more Christmas in Halloween. Let's celebrate the darkness that is Halloween. (laughs) Celebrate the darkness. Celebrate the darkness. Remember (laughs) the Yes. I do love. I do love. The ghosts that shake on the strings. All right, you heard it. Oh, yeah, that's far preferable to, you know, Santa Claus. Nice try. That's true. Mm, Well, you know what, Bradley Grant, thank you so much. God, that is not easy, especially when you don't know what you're about to debate and you have no clue which side you're supposed to be on. Yeah. Okay. Gonna make it difficult. But here's the thing. Now, Bradley and Grant, you are going to be judged. Mm. We will have an official decision on who is the master (sighs) debater this afternoon i bring in mike mike was listening he heard both sides of the argument because you know nothing says mm, diplomacy like both sides so true mike your opinions please well a good sign of a good debate is when you start on one side and the other person the person can bring you over to the opposite side i'm a big christmas guy i have no problem with people celebrating early i love it you need joy in this world but the was enough for me grant you are the winner congratulations although i feel honestly like i did a crap job trying to defend the position this time because it was like i honestly don't know what the benefit is i will say our good friend panda tweeted you should have included we live in minnesota yes it can snow anytime so why not accent it with some joy there you go so and christmas comes and goes so quickly by new year's we're supposed to be done with it why not start a little early have a little, you know, branch yeah. it out a little bit. Yeah. That's That would have been my biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, no, you're absolutely right. Do we need a little Christmas right this very minute? Uh, I mean, well, it was decided today, and Grant is the master Grant is debater. Victorious, but now we're tied. So we are. Who knows how oh. this will continue. Well, um, Holly. You know, we're in beta mode right now. Beta Again, testing. Beta testing. Some wonderful games for you to listen to on the Colleen and Bradley show. All right. Well, uh, Grant is going to go uh, ghost himself out the door. <laughs> that scares Sounds me like every time turkey. you do it. It's like, yeah, I was it's, like, what is he doing? And then I was like, like oh, it's that dumb toy that you are, the decoration you walk by at Target, and you're like, ah. Yeah. But the, the, specifically the one Holly said, the little ghost that would hang yeah. out. Would, <laughs> okay, enough. Enough. 
When we come back, our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes has arrived. And uh, God, it's getting warm in here. Yeah, it is. Arguing over Christmas decorations. <laughs> Me and you. Works up a sweat. That you master debater. That burger, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a whole, never mind. Uh, when we come back, our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes with what we should be watching or not watching when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen. What did you say, Holly? Yeah, we want to smell what he's cooking. We'll find out in a moment. Good afternoon. That's Paul McGuire Grimes, uh, who's cooking up some movie recommendations for what's in theaters or might be streaming. Hey, Paul. Hello. Great to be here. Now, look, before we get to what you're going to recommend, we got to talk about the fact that you hung out with probably, it's easy to say, the highest grossing actor in all of Hollywood recently. Right. A couple weekends ago, I flew to L.A. It was very nice to get away. I just mean that in terms of like I love doing the press oh, it's nice. especially I mean, when we get it, honey. You yeah. live, you live <laughs> yep. a very special life that we don't. Yeah, so I got to interview Dwayne the Rock Johnson in person as well as the cast of Black Adam, and I this was my first time with uh, Dwayne Johnson and the other reporters. There were like, "Oh my God, you're gonna like him. He's really great. He's really generous." Because you never know. Sometimes stars that are that big, you never know. Well, yeah, could he be James Corden? You don't know. Yeah, mm. oh girl, we have that time. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they you know they were t- they tell you you've got four minutes and they like they like give you signals to rap. So I go in there, I'm ready, I'm feeling pumped. He was super generous. He had on this tight like green sweater that was kind of open in the chest, oh, like so huge distracting. distracting. I wrapped the interview. He shook my hand, and then he's like, "Oh, I did got your a hand fall for you. off?" I mean, I just. A little rip. bit. You can see that photo on my in my Instagram yeah. at Paul's Movie Chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. The rest of the cast was super great too. Pierce Brosnan, Aldous Hodge, Noah Centineo for all the kids out there like Noah. Um, but yeah, it was a really fun interview. And and the Rock, he's just as generous and as lovely as you would like him to be. And we talked about like representation, visibility on screen, and then what drives his motivation, his commitment. Because he's one of those stars that puts a hundred percent of everything he does into every one of those projects. I'm like, how do you do that? That makes me happy because again, you never know with celebrities. Like, uh, do they live up to the hype? And apparently, the Rock does. He oh, really does. That's lovely. Yeah. And I I'm so warmed to hear that about the Rock, Paul McGuire Grimes, because I'm a little afraid to hear the review mm. of the movie here's black what i'll say adam. you know i i actually enjoyed black adam so this is the latest in the dc canon this lives within the world of the henry cavill superman the ben affleck batman it's that universe and the premise behind this is that this character black adam or at the time he went by ted adam um lived in the land of kandak ancient centuries and centuries ago and then he was imprisoned he was banished he was referred to as the champion one day the champion's going to come back five thousand years later someone finds this crown yells the word shazam and now black adam's back but there's this justice society of superheroes that are like oh hold on a minute so they come down to conduct present day and try to stop him so the question kind of throughout this movie is is he a villain is he an anti-hero is he a hero and he really sees his superpowers strength flight size as kind of a curse. So how do you turn a villain into a hero? And this idea of fate, uh, Pierce Brosnan's character is called Dr. Fate. Well, I will say, and to Holly's point, there has been some like mixed reviewage happening. Yeah, you know, this is an origin story. So in my opinion, it kind of falls into that origin story trap where it's all about this world building of Kandak, all about setting up who the character was. And then I, so I think that the plot itself, a little thin, not a lot of weight behind it. But what works is like the nonstop action. It is go, go, go from the beginning. The special effects are 
awesome. Like, I kind of question special effects in Marvel movies recently, but, like, the Black Adam ones are really great. They used a lot of groundbreaking technology. So I enjoy the action. The, the, the cast is great. They're all doing an awesome job. So I'm giving it three out of five ticket stubs. Okay. Like, I think yeah. there's enough to enjoy about it. I'm excited to see what will come next because hopefully there will be another one. Stay, stay to the end post credits because you're going to see a big character that makes his return. Ooh. Ooh. And uh, it's in theaters only? In theaters only, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What else we got? So if you want to stay on that couch this weekend, yeah. Netflix, this is the latest from Ryan Murphy because he doesn't stop. And it's called The he's got Watcher. Like 20 things going on. Okay, The Watcher, what is that? So, this is loosely based on a true story about this lovely, idyllic couple, Bobby Cannavale and Naomi Watts, and their two kids who move into this house in Westfield, New Jersey. And all of a sudden, they start getting these letters in the mail from someone called The Watcher saying, I'm watching you. I've been watching over this house. Uh, please bring young blood to this house. Okay, Ew. creepy. It's loosely based on a true story. Like, you can read what? the article on the cut. In the New Yorker um, about this. So, because it's Ryan Murphy, though, it goes into a different direction. Like, it's, yeah, there's aliens in some. It's okay. Sexy aliens. Uh, sexy there's sexy aliens, aliens and Lady Gaga's going to do a solo. Uh-huh. <laughs> or Jessica Lane. In Not latex. Yet. So, yeah. a great cast. So, it's all about like, what is happening? Who is this watcher? Kooky neighbors. You got Margot Martindale and Richard Ooh, Kind as fun. one set of neighbors that oh. are always on the yard watching the house. So, it's like, oh, could they be? The other set of neighbors is Mia Farrow oh, wow. and uh, Terry Kinney as a brother and sister who are watching he gets, over the house. Like, all the people. Like, oh, whoever yeah. he wants. I mean, absolutely. Stevie Nicks, Jessica Je- Jennifer Coolidge plays the realtor in this, and she's a foul-mouthed, drinking, country club-esque realtor. The cast is great. Kooky characters, so over the top. So just know that, like, it's it's a it's a fun show. It's engaging. But divorce yourself from the reality of how close this follows the actual story. And does it unwind like a Ryan Murphy sometimes show will do, where you find yourself at the end going, um... <laughs> I think it's going to. I have not finished yet. I'm trying to save the rest of it for Ryan and I to watch. But what I've seen, I am enjoying. But of course, I'm like, okay, this isn't... Because there's too many oddballs. Like, every character is nutty and could be a suspect. Mm -hmm. And then you learn about the history of the house from guest characters and guest stars. And you're like, okay... There's no re- there's no way that this is real. But. Mm-hmm. Well, how many ticket stubs so for the Watcher? So three out of five for the Watcher. And I got to interview this cast, too. So I got oh, to fun. talk to Mia Farrow, Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, Jennifer oh, Coolidge God. gives great house hunting tips in my interview with her. Okay. Yay. And don't forget, um, Paul's got a wonderful YouTube channel. Just YouTube.com uh, slash Paul's Trip to the Movies. Correct, yeah. Yeah, so you can watch all of this wonderful interviews. Yeah, okay, so you've given us those two things. Do you have one more thing? In theaters, a new movie called Ticket to Paradise oh, with yeah. George Clooney and Julia Roberts as quarreling actors that have to go to Bali to convince their daughter not to marry her new boyfriend that she met 37 days ago. The fact that there are still movies with George Clooney and Julia Roberts, like a rom-com in 2022 with the challenges that like butts and seats has, mm-hmm. is this like... Is this a good idea? Well, here's what I'm going to say is I'm very curious to see how this does at the box office. I say that because Bros did not do very well at the box office and yet it got critical acclaim. Yep. Everyone that saw it and a lot really of advertising money. And a ton yeah. of advertising money went toward, but then the, most people did not see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because people are like, do I need to see a romance, a rom-com in a theater, or should I wait till streaming? Should I wait to watch home? Yeah. So if you've got George and Julia attached to it, maybe that will drive mm. people. I don't know. The movie's fine. Like, th- their banter and their chemistry that's just natural is worth seeing. But of course, it's about quarreling exes in the middle of the jungle. So you, it writes itself. Yeah. You know that they're on the like plane next to each other. with the stones slash... 
what was the one that Sandy just did with Channing? Oh, Lost City. Mm-hmm. Lost City. Yep. Yeah. So you've got a lot of that. And then the the Caitlin Deaver, she plays a daughter that's marrying. That storyline is basically just as much of the storyline as George and Julia. So it's a little, like, the trailer's a little deceiving. You think it's all George and Julia. Mm. but the Caitlin, And that storyline is good, too. It's just like, these are kind of two separate movies right now. Do you think that marketing bait and switch is going to ultimately affect how many butts get into the seats? Maybe. They mm. may just go for George and Julia, and then people may walk out saying, um. That was fine. It's cute. I just don't it's feel fine. like I've seen anything about it, um, so I don't know. Like, are they are they pushing it hard? Li- they they have done the press rounds. I know a couple of my reporter friends did do the in person junket. I was not put on that one. Um, so they're doing some. They don't need Jordan Julie to do like the entire circuit. Yeah, you know. But uh, we'll see if people see it. I just don't know. Okay, what's the weirdest thing about junkets that you can tell us? The weirdest. So you, if you don't know, Paul gets to do all these wonderful junkets, and I just feel like you've got some insight on like behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's always fun. One of the things I love is when we're either in a hospitality waiting room on Zoom, waiting for talent that's either late or just isn't there yet, or like in this way, they're all in a hallway. So they're all like all in hall in hotel rooms. So then you're oh, just kind of waiting sure. in a hallway, you go from one room to the next. Yeah. And if we are like gossiping behind the scenes of like, oh, did you hear about this junket or this person's going to be super late or whatever, it's fun to hear what the gossip is. Awesome. Ooh. That the, the George and Julia movie, what did you give it? Uh, three out of five tickets. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Thank Paul's you. trip to the movies.com. Check out his YouTube and social media and he'll be on Twin Cities Live today. Absolutely. And when we come back, we've got dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy, stupid idiots. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> Happy 98th birthday to the last surviving member of the Honeymooners uh, television show, Trixie, a.k.a. Joyce Randolph. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Now, let's get to some dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy, stupid. Idiots. Well then, I guess one could oh. say, that's a crazy, yeah. stupid idiot. Yes. Colleen and Bradley present. I forgot we're going to do spot the crazy stupidity of today. So, while we're doing the intro, call us 651 641 1071. Somebody call us right now and you can play spot the crazy stupid idiot. And you could win a fabulous prize. 651-641-1071. Holly, remind us what Spot the Crazy Stupid Idiot is all about. Spot the Crazy Stupid Idiot. Hi. Is all about. Hi. I know I had a brain fart. It's okay. I just it's stopped fine. Mid- it was the Kurt Burger. It really was. Um, the point of crazy, stupid idiots, spot the crazy, stupid idiots, is that you call in, you listen to us read crazy, stupid idiot stories, and you have to spot the real one. There have been so many crazy, stupid idiots over the years on the Colleen and Bradley show that they all just kind of bleed together. Now, you have to be the intrepid sleuth on spotting the actual crazy, stupid idiot in the stories that Bradley and myself are going to bring to you today. 651-641-1071. Did we mention fabulous prizes? Yes, we have a fabulous prize. I think in addition to a brand new car, you also get a trip to Hawaii. No, you just get a t-shirt. Oh, that's even better. (laughs) What if they win, Holly? You'll win a fabulous Team Cobra t-shirt, and it looks like we do have a player. Her name is Christine. Hey, Christine, thanks for calling to play Spot the Crazy Stupid Idiot. Hello. Hi. Hi. Now, you know how this works. If you don't, I'll just remind the audience. We're going to actually, today, you're only going to have to listen to two stories. So you got a 50-50 chance. You tell us which of those two stories is the actual Crazy Stupid Idiot story, like it really actually happened. All right? 
Got it. So Holly and myself will give you a story. We'll have Holly go first. Uh Holly, who is your crazy, stupid idiot? Well, Bradley, we have to travel to Massachusetts for this crazy, stupid idiot. All right. Uh huh. And we're going to get acquainted with 55 year old Rory Woods of Hadley, Massachusetts. Okay. And um, apparently. She was going to get evicted from her place. She lived on memory lane. Rory Woods was going to get evicted. Now, when evictions happen, the sheriff's office is sometimes involved in that. And the Hampton County Sheriff's Office said that, yes, they were going to service an eviction to Rory Woods. Okay. And uh, they were dealing with that. And Rory wasn't happy about that. So Rory did not want to be evicted. No, she did not want to be evicted. And Rory decided to take matters into her own hands, Bradley. Uh-oh. Now, Rory arrived at the house when the Hampton County Sheriff's Office was there. Okay. And she was driving her SUV. Oh, God. And she was towing a flatbed okay. on that SUV. All right. So they were waiting for her. She shows up with her flatbed. Yeah, and she decided to weaponize something no. against the county sheriffs. And I want to, uh, I want you to guess. What she weaponized? Yeah. Was it her, well, is it bigger than a bread box? Yes, bigger than a bread box. Was it the flatbed? Uh, no, but she had something on the flatbed. She was towing something oh, on the flatbed. A sea No, not a sea Um... It was a llama. Not a llama, but it was part of the animal kingdom. Oh my God, it was live animal? Well, animals, more like insects. Okay, well, those aren't animals. Well. Crickets? No. Bees. Bees. Oh my God, did she unleash bees? Yes, she (sighs) drove up on her flatbed truck with multiple manufactured beehives and began trying to open the lids of the beehives to unleash oh the bees. God. To unleash, unleash the, the bees! bees. The bees and apparently like, some of these officers were allergic to bees and she yelled, oh, you're allergic? Good! Oh my God, that's terrifying. Yeah, Was everyone well, okay? The deputy tried to stop her, but the bees got agitated naturally because they were like, Rory, girl, we're just trying to chill out oh here. Oh God, that's terrifying. And then they started circling the area. <sighs> Did yeah. they have to like run for a local body of water and jump in um, with like a straw? <laughs> no word on that, but apparently... Rory was mean to the bees. She flipped a hive off with the flatbed, making the bees aggressive. I don't like her. They stung several officers and bystanders in the area. Mm. All right, so a hornet's nest, literally, for our first crazy, stupid idiot story. She's facing numerous charges as a result of this. Good. Four counts of assault and battery by means of d- dangerous weapon, three counts of assault by means of a dangerous weapon, and one count of disorderly conduct. And she was arraigned last week and released without bail. All right. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the bees. The bees. The bees. Oh, the bees. That's terrifying. All right. That was where again? That was in Massachusetts. Well, now we are headed to Evansville, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell you about a man who was charged with doing something at a convenience store. 
specifically a 7-Eleven in East Township. Ooh, Slurpees. Yes. So Jonathan Smith, aged 35. Um, well, let's just say he was looking for a good time. He walked into this convenience store and he had a lot of stuff on him. We didn't know this until the police caught up with him. Mm. But he had such things as marijuana. Mm-hmm. Alcohol mm-hmm. and other paraphernalia on himself. I mean, was he wearing a giant trench coat and then inside <laughs> yeah. he, just he just had, had pockets all the for all yeah. the things? Like, hey, can I interest you? No, he. Uh, but he did have all those things on his person. We don't. We didn't know that until the police caught up with him. And it's why the police caught up with him at the convenience store that earned this story crazy stupidity status. Why, or rather, what did he do inside the convenience store that earned Jonathan Smith? Crazy stupidity at status. Uh huh. I'm thinking that Jonathan Smith took one of the rotating sausages on the heater and then ate it and then put <laughs> the rest in his pants God. without paying. Anybody who buys those is just asking for, I don't know. Have you ever had one of those? Oh, yes. Yes. A rotating 7 Eleven wiener? The worst are the rotating uh, hamburgers. Because in order to, you can't rotate a hamburger, right? So they have Correct. like a tube form. Do you ever wonder what a tube of hamburger looks like? It doesn't look good. Well, isn't just a tube of hamburger a sausage by another name? Yeah, but just think about ground meat in a tube. Blumpy. Looks like something yeah, else. Anyway, <laughs> so back to our hero. Uh, oh, What was he doing? Him? Now, I will say it uh-huh. took place near the frozen or the novelty uh, frozen dessert cooler. He tried to make his own frozen custard. <laughs> no, that would have been delightful. Chocolate. No, he removed all of his clothes and attempted to lay inside the frozen novelty cooler. Oh, I mean, was he hot? You know, he needed to cool off. Was not... he like going through like male menopause? <laughs> menopause. And then menopause. I don't know. Either that or like maybe the copious amount of drugs and alcohol on him had something to do with it. So the police... Having arrived at the 7-Eleven, took him into custody and, well, first, custody, (laughs) frozen custody. (laughs) (laughs) But um, they first clothed him. Uh, Presumably, they found something nearby to put on him and then stuck him in the back of his uh, their patrol car and whisked him away to Mm -hmm. jail. Yeah. And then they found all the stuff in the jacket. Exactly. And so now he's facing several charges, including but not limited to public indecency and uh, the drug stuff. Too bad. Yeah. All right. Too bad. All right. Let's bring Christine back. Hey, Christine, you heard both of our crazy, stupid, idiot stories. Your job's easy. Hello. You just got to pick who had the true, the real, crazy, stupid, idiot. Okay. Well, me and my kids were on Emmy. Hi. Hi. MEA. So they have the uh, lovely opportunity to help with this decision. Um, They really love this show when we get a chance to listen to it together. Um, so anyhow, the rule is the more ridiculous, right? Yeah. The more likely the story is true, maybe, right? Do we all agree on the bees? We feel like it's got to be the bees. That's the true story. All right. So Christine and family think the bee story was correct. Mike, was she correct? Yay! (laughs) You guys picked the right story. 
Awesome. Thank Yay. you. Congratulations. All right, Christine. Uh, if Mike hasn't taken your info, please stand by and he'll get it. And thanks, family, for participating. Yay. Perfect. Thank you, you guys. Absolutely. You guys spotted the crazy, stupid idiot. And oh, uh, it warms the heart that I our crazy, know. stupid idiots are a family-friendly activity. Although I just told you about a, you know, a naked guy in a cooler, and I was like, oh, God. There's families listening. Well, sometimes our stories get a little wacky. That's true. I'm going to say I did want to also hat tip our friend Panda who said, oh, man, if I wouldn't have been driving, I totally would have won spot the CSI. The only thing better than the bee lady story is her mug shot. Mm. Can I see the mug shot? I don't know if I've seen the mug shot. There are pictures of her um, opening the bees. Opening the bees. Opening the bees. So you have to look up Rory Woods of Massachusetts. She is the woman who, yes, she was arrested for sicking the bees on a sheriff's deputies. So, I oh, there. Well, she's looking. She's looking pretty proud of herself. I'm gonna put up this uh, mug shot. You can find it over on uh, CBS News. You can see it. She's she has no bleeps to give, Bradley. Oh yeah, she's she has like, no bleeps yeah, to give. I unleashed those bees, and I would have gotten away with it too if there weren't actual law enforcement officers <laughs> present. But I'm sad about the bees because you know, know we I got a too. bee thing. Uh, on planet Earth, yeah, and we got to take care of the bees. Having um, you know, when we took our fabulous trip to Hawaii, we went to a nice little bee area oh, where they a bee farm, a bee sanctuary, a bee sanctuary mm-hmm. where they take care of little bees. And the guy who was showing us the bees, he got stung like twice, and he goes, "This never happens." And then they kept stinging him. It was really unfortunate for him. And he, the, they would they stung him on the eye. What? Oh, he's like, like on the eyeball. Or well, the like eye on the lid? lid, like right there. And he's like, oh. Oh. And uh, he was, but he's like, "This is fine. This is fine. I love yeah. the bees. I've dedicated my life to the bees." Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> he was like, "This normally doesn't ever ah happen, but you know ah." And we're just like, "It's okay, dude. You can come out of there. I mean, we've seen enough because we were behind a protective screen." Oh, oh, and he wasn't wearing any protective no, gear. He was just walking among the bees. Yeah, he was just like, you know, because I'm so used. To, Ow. I just I would not take any chances with them things. Mm-mm. I mean, I grew up in the age where you know the Af- killer African honeybees were coming when because we lived in Texas, and remember that's when all these stories about the killer African honeybees were coming north from South America. Oh yeah, and um, you know there were all these reports of people being like stung to death on the way up, and so we all thought this is going to be the end of humanity. Little did we know. There were about 30 other things waiting in line to take that claim to fame. Yeah, little did we know that we were just going to sell phone. <sighs> okay. okay. All right. Before we get too depressed, let's go to break. And when we yeah. come back, we're going to play another game, actually. This one is called The Throwback. Live. Right here on My Talk 1071. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 